Aloha, and welcome to My Mana'o. This is Joy Galatro, a volunteer with Mana'o Radio, 91.7 FM, KMNO, Maui's only non-commercial, independent radio station run 100% by volunteers. My Mana'o is a series of interviews with the amazing DJs, all volunteers, of Mana'o Radio. It's a deep dive into the people behind the music, the eclectic music that beams out of this incredible little radio station in Wailuku Town, Maui. In this episode, we're talking with Fat Tony, host of the Fat Cave, every Friday morning on Mana'o Radio. If you know, you know, Fat Tony puts the happy in Happy Aloha Friday. His show blends familiar songs from his favorite 90s music and more, and he creatively mixes it with snippets from comedy skits, movies, and TV shows that are sure to make you LOL. So let's head now into the Fat Cave to find out how and why Tony does what he does as a talented volunteer DJ over at KMNO. Well, welcome. So we are here now with Fat Tony, and welcome to My Mana'o, Fat Tony. Aloha, My Mana'o. <laughs> Aloha, Joy. <laughs> Great to um, have this time with you and just talk story about music and your show and uh, really learn about how you do what you do and what inspires you to put your shows together. So let's dig in. Good. Cool. So let's start with your show. Um, the Fat Cave is on every Friday morning, uh, 6 to 10, right, on uh, Mana'o Radio. And tell me about the Fat Cave. Like, what is it about? What type of music experience are you creating for the listeners? So first of all, the Fat Cave, again, from 6 to 10 a.m., um, some of my previous employers, when they heard that I had a radio show that started at 6 a.m., and then I showed up on time at 6 a.m. for my radio show, they figured it was April Fool's Day. Um, <laughs> like, there's just no way. But I do. I show up um, for going on six years now. September 25th was the first show. So I guess September will be six years. So, But, yeah, no, it's, it's an early time slot. So you try to cater towards, you know, morning, morning type of, you know, what's morning music? I don't know. Um, it varies. You know, I go, I go all over the spectrum. So it'll be metal sometimes. It'll, uh, normally it's kind of bluegrass, maybe some stuff from the, a lot of old, like 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s type of stuff. But I don't, uh, it, it really every five minutes, you never know. Um, it's a, it's, it's, it's a mix. And then you sprinkle comedy and uh, excerpts from TV and yeah, um, I think that yeah, I think the one. the comedy piece is and these movie the excerpts from the movie. I mean, the way you put these sh- your show together is pretty incredible. How you're able to weave in um, these little moments that just l- literally create LOL moments. You know, when I'm driving right. to work, oftentimes, and I know a lot of your listeners have the same feeling, you just make us smile and laugh every Aloha Friday morning. Um, How do you compose your shows? I mean, that's, you're not just throwing stuff together. It's a real thoughtful process. You can tell what inspires you and how do you create your shows week after week? So, so I will say like the, the moments like, and they're, you know, again, thoughtfully 
harvested clips from TV shows that are somewhat popular. So I, a, a lot of us can relate to them, like Simpsons, Seinfeld. Um, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Pop culture type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it, as a DJ, you're always trying to transition from song to song. And I found a way, a way out from going from Megadeth to Frank Sinatra. I'm like, you know, what if I played a Seinfeld clip in between? <laughs> and then it doesn't have to, tra- you know, that's the transition. Boom, done. And so so it takes you from listening to music and then just to listening to um, spoken word or, you know, uh, you know, whatever. And then right back into music and you don't realize the that that was a transition. So it is- and I try to keep them under a minute. And so, so it is a transition, but you're also creating an experience. And there is, right. you know, the fact that you're using comedy. What what are you hoping listeners get out of the Fat Cave? What what are your hopes for them? You're, you're definitely putting together your show um, to deliver a particular experience and a feeling. Well, what's your intention with the show week after week? You know, especially this year has been strange because of COVID. And um, so kind of an escape. And I guess that's always kind of the goal. But I try to make it, you know, love is always a big, love's number one on the fat cave. Um, And I try not to bring up too many, you know, you speak with the music you play with your set list. And so I try to keep it. I guess not, I don't try to keep it light, but humor is just the backbone. Yeah. Um, if you don't, you know, if I didn't, if I didn't have a good sense of humor, I don't know what I'd do. You yeah. Know, I, 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 and uh, when I meet people with no sense of humor, I'm like, I don't, how do you, what, how do you do that? <laughs> like, you're amazing. I mean, I, I need to talk to you. I need to learn. What is it? How can you do this without laughing at stuff? Um, um, so, yeah, I guess humor and then also, uh, you know, I'm from Kansas City. And so and I'm, a, you know, kind of a child of the 80s and 90s, I guess. And there's a lot of really cool kind of obscure stuff. I like garage type of band type of stuff. Imperfect. Uh, maybe the pers- the people don't have the best voices. Mm-hmm. Uh, I look for odd voices um, <laughs> that are, almost, you know, if you were a musician, you'd be like, this isn't even, this is horrible. This is, you know, this isn't even music. It's like, no, nah, it's, you know, I mean, I don't know. It, it's an art form and it's an expression. And so I come up with, a, I try not to be as silly as Dr. Demento, but I try to find just odd, fun, quirky bands and then throw the comedy uh, in between. So it it's, it's thoughtful and it's funny and, um, and there's also just a lot of really good standards in music that I'm trying to, I truly am trying to educate the hopefully maybe younger listeners that haven't heard the Sonic Youth or the Cramps or maybe they don't know Nina Simone or they don't know, um, you know, Bell and Sebastian. I don't know. Yeah. I, yeah. You know, just open up. It's truly trying to educate. It, it is a, uh, it's my volunteer job. So I am trying to, you know, I'm not just trying to be on the air. I am trying to kind of educate yeah. folks of what's cool in my eyes. And, you know, volunteer, that's one of the things that really, one of the things that just blows me away about 
Manao Radio is every single you and every other of the 40 plus DJs are volunteering your time to do this. So this is no easy task. It's not just being on air for those four hours every Friday. It has to take you an incredible amount of time to just amount, incredible amount of love and attention going into creating the show, let alone hosting the show every, every week. Why do you keep doing that? What, what, what drives you to produce this show and give your time um, to this incredible radio station? That's a good question. (laughs) And even I don't have an answer. Um, Very good question. I always, you know, I, I honestly, to be, my biggest drive at this point uh, is uh, my mother and my father, uh, you know, they've been divorced since I was very young. They listen to my show and they're in Kansas city. And um, it's such a cool way. I mean, honest to God, this is my driving force. Uh, the fact that they listen and it's such a cool way that we can communicate. Uh, they text me throughout the show. Oh, wow. Um, they're, they're like, Oh, I know you're playing this because you know, I used to play this when I was vacuuming, you know, <laughs> and I'm like, I know, Ma, I know. That's why I play James Taylor for you. I know you're listening. That's great. And, um, yeah. And, uh, it's, and then after the show, we both of, you know, separately, we have half hour long conversations talking about the show and it's, so it's a cool way. I don't know the fact they're listening and, and not just them, a lot of listeners, um, you know, I don't know if my show is necessarily for everybody, um, but I always say, wait five minutes and you'll probably like the song because it really does go all over. Right. Uh, but there's some people that are really there. I call them Manao heads, right? Like <laughs> deadhead. Yeah. But, um, people that are just, they live and die by Manao, not even just here on island, but maybe they visit here and they hear it and then they go back to Vancouver or wherever they're from. And, and they still dial in and, uh, cause it's like the coolest thing they've heard. And, um, so some people will listen to like a whole four hour chunk of the show. And then if they miss it, they can listen on demand on our website now, which is such a cool feature. And they really, they make it part of their week. So yeah. I don't know, that's really cool. So that's, that's, a, you know, I'm like, well, I have to keep doing it cause people listen and like it. Gosh darn, darn it. it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, well yeah. you just were, you have to have just a, an encyclopedia of music in your head just to have such a diverse, right. you're dipping into music, obviously that you love. How do you, how do you find what inspires you to put your show together? How do you kind of go back in? Do you have like a million CDs at home? Like how do you construct a fat cave show? So I've always had, like when I moved to Maui about 15 years ago or so, I brought my CDs, um, but I put them in books instead of, I took them out of their cases. All the cases are in storage. I have a storage shed in Kansas City, by the way. You know, filled every with month music. I pay. Oh, filled with junk. <laughs> and I mean, uh, anyway, so, but a bunch of empty CD cases and a bunch of vinyl. But um, anyway, I brought probably upwards to about a thousand CDs. Wow. And, you know, it used to be you just, you picked a CD book and you, you you know, every time you left the house to get in your car and you had your CD player and you, I had different books and they were kind of organized and whatever, what I wanted for that day. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so I've always had a bunch of CDs and then it turned into MP3s 
uh, not not my CDs, but uh, you find you find stuff, and then you buy stuff, mm-hmm. and then you find stuff, and then there's recording software where you can, you know, record stuff off YouTube. Um, so so anyway, when I first started, and Tony Novak Clifford hired me, and he asked me what I was going to play, and I I said, well, you know, I don't know bluegrass, and I like fish, and I like comedy, and He's like, well, you can't play just 20 minute long fish tracks, you know, <laughs> your whole show. And so I'm like, I don't know. I like a bunch of stuff. So even then I didn't really know. And so, but then it was a challenge and um, I'm an organized person. And so all of my shows are cataloged uh, on my computer. And um, most of them are a lot of MP3s. So I record them from different different places or, or buy them or I just have them and then I play uh, and I burn it to CD so most everything I do is CD mm-hmm. um, but I can tell like like if you ask me a, a, a little Richard you know uh, like good golly Miss Molly I can tell you how many times I've played that in the last five and a half years just by searching that song in my little database thing Jeez. so that also keeps me from and it's overkill this is where my OCD helps, you know. <laughs> it's overkill, but damn, am I organized. My God. And um, so I make sure, uh, Miss Molly, yeah. Um, but I make sure that I don't play the same, you know, same stuff too often. But um, when you, when you. So I always try when, to find fresh stuff. When you kickstart a show, you're getting ready for a show, does a particular song get you going? Are you collecting things throughout the week? I had a a talk last time with Sarah Tonin who talked about, you know, how she kind of um, puts a playlist together kind of as the week goes on and it's kind of her mood week by week. What is it for you? Um, It begins with that. Um, uh, Throughout the week, I have a really cool work situation where I I work for myself and uh, in a warehouse, but it's also an office. And so throughout the day, I just have TV on mm-hmm. like Seinfeld or whatever stupid TV show, just background stuff. But when something really funny happens, I'm, I drop whatever I'm doing. I run to my computer and I turn on my recording software and I'm like, I'm going to take this 15 second chunk. This will be great for the radio show. And so that's where most of that stuff comes from. Um, and comedy as well. And then, so throughout the week I, I record all these little clips. So maybe I'll have, you know, 15 minutes of clips, which at 30 second a pop, that's a lot of clips. Yeah. So you got that. So, okay. So we got that. It's like ingredients for, a, you know, baking something or yeah. whatever. Yep. So I'm like, okay, I got my clips. I need my comedy and I need my music. And the music comes from my CDs and then it comes from whatever CDs I'm going to burn. And then I'll, I will use Spotify as well. So I'll have a computer and um, and hope that the four CD players we have at the studio are working, <laughs> which half the time they are. So, but while you're, it is on the fly. Like it's not, it's not nothing's in stone. The be, you know, the first fifteen minutes, I have my little intro and then the, my outro. Um, but everything else is, um, you have to keep it organic. So it sounds organic, um, but you come prepared. Mm-hmm. You know, there's nothing wrong with coming prepared 
you know, um, and what, what sounded good last night, like the next morning, I'm like, Tony, really? Are we playing this? It, it's six thirty, buddy. Okay. <laughs> let's, 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 let's change to, okay. This is why you bring backup options. You know, this is why you bring, I mean, I will bring a hundred CDs, uh, every show. You physically bring and, them to uh, the station? Uh-huh. I have a book bag. Wow. Had one since I was a kid. <laughs> so you're able to on the fly it's, it's my you're, man purse. you're you're able to you're in your man purse you pull out your cds yeah. and you can like just shuffle and rent are you randomly playing oh, yeah. or is it um you record oh, totally. wow that's amazing no totally you but you come prepared and that's the thing the the longer you the more i've cataloged and studied music um, you know, with my awesome volunteer job. Um, <laughs> now I know, like, I don't know, you know what works. Yeah. And you, you know, um, it, it, you know, the more you do something, you should get better at it. And so I finally have kind of figured it out over the last month or two. Um, <laughs> I'll say, so, I'll say, you know what you're doing. Took a little while. Where does it come from, Tony? You've been, you know, on the show for doing this show for several years now, but w how deep do your roots of love of music and comedy go? Where does that come from? Well, my father, um, that's where comedy comes from. Um, and we had a lot of vinyl in the house. Uh, my father sold electronics. Um, he was a manager. He didn't just sell them. And so we got a lot of cool stuff. We, we had VCR before, any you know anyone else had vcrs we had a cassette players that could record so i would record a lot of stuff off radio mm -hmm. uh, my dad would make uh you know dr demento his comedy show syndicated show he'd uh my dad would record it back before pirating was cool <laughs> he'd record it and uh and catalog the tapes so we had like a library of dr demento episodes and so, um, so yeah, I'd make mixtapes. Um, I had a record player in my bedroom, my own record player. Wow. And I shared the room with my brother, but, um, he was always gone. So it was mostly just me in there. And, uh, I think we even had a TV and a video game console in there. Wow. The envy, like our very the envy of the neighborhood kids. You must've just had the yeah, latest and greatest technology and like the king, we of mi cool. the king of mixtapes, huh? Yeah, Totally. So, and then the records, it used to be the, uh, you know, you, you'd run, you'd run in from outside, run through the living room. It's like, Hey, don't run. You make the record skip. You know, that was the thing you, you don't want to make, don't want to bounce on the floor at all or else the record will skip. Cause there was always a record on, I mean, it was, uh, my, I'm a music, uh, from a musical family. And then, um, uh, my mother is just uh, big into going, uh, to concerts or just any music, live music. Oh, wow. Whether it's at the park or, um, like, in Kansas City, we were lucky just being, it's a big city, so, like, Chicago, uh, Doobie Brothers, Moody Blues, um, Crosby, Stills, and Nash, um, you know, just, I've probably been to 100 concerts with my mother. So, so that, you know, that has a lot to do with it. It does. I mean, clearly you had, like you said, music was like flowing through your house and um, part of your upbringing and just always there for you. This has been just a tragic past year during the pandemic of not being able to get out and enjoy music together. 
these live shows, how has that impacted you being such, you know, a lover of live music and there's so much, you know, incredible talent musicians here on Maui in particular, what have you done during this time period? Um, well, I will say that I have been kind of lame as far as like, I, I own and operate my own business. So I haven't gotten out as much over the last six or seven years. Um, so I used to do live music Mm -hmm. more and, um, now I, I haven't as much, so it hasn't affected me as much. Um, uh, pretty much whenever I go out anymore, uh, to something live, it'll be a comedian, any comedian that comes to the Island, boom, I'm there. I mean, like whoever it is. So, um, but, um, but yeah, now any, any music I see live, I, it, I just kind of come across it or it's, it's already happening somewhere that I'm at. Um, but, but I know it has really, it's been a big deal for a lot of the DJs on our station. A lot of them are musicians and they're being hit really Mm -hmm. hard. And so I feel it, um, it doesn't affect me directly. Um, but I, I feel for them for sure. It's a, it's a big part of our, our culture and being a music radio station, Mm -hmm. it kind of takes a big chunk out of what we're trying to achieve as far as the community and, um, again, the culture. Yeah. So, uh, how has, yeah, it's, it's pretty, it is. But then again, on the flip side, there has been, um, I think we've so many stories of, of us and through the station, the fact that you all, you are all able to, to play whatever music you choose. That's part of, you know, being a volunteer at Mana'a Radio. Have you heard from your listeners during the pandemic and particular shows and music that you've put together that, you know, they've, they've commented on, oh, that actually just brought back a great memory. I really needed to hear that about now. Any, any pandemic specific feedback from your listeners where you felt like your music made a difference in their day or brought back some happiness to their life during these challenging times? For sure. When, when we were off the air for, I I don't, it seems like an eternity. And it, and it also seems like forever ago, but um, we were off the air for at least a couple months. And that's a tough decision. That's why we have board members, you know, uh, whether you agree with it or not, it is what it is. But then when we came back, there was a big out, you know, a big uh, welcome from the community. It's like a sign of normalcy. Mm. Um, the more normal stuff, the more stuff we're used to, a familiar voice, you know, so, yeah, for sure. I mean, I don't have any specific uh, folks that have called, you know, any shout outs. There's a lot to be said about the staying, uh, not staying power, but um, having, you know, reliability. Mm-hmm. Um, people count on you being there. Again, just being on the air, like people that maybe didn't like my show for the first year. Now they like it because they have to like it because that's what's on Mana'o every Friday morning. <laughs> and so... They're used to it. I tricked them. See, I tricked them by showing up (laughs) and then they, you know, and then they just, they have to deal with it. So you like it, you know, it's like people you work with, you don't like everyone you work with, but you see them every day and you have to find some way to like them because you have to work with them. I mean, I, I don't think that little of my show, but at the same time, I do have that going for me. uh, Just being there. Um, a familiar voice, 
uh, a sign of normalcy. Yeah, and comfort, um, you know, the the, you know, the power it, of music. It really is comfort. Yeah, and the power of music. Like yeah. you said, um, we were talking the other day, and you were telling me how, you know, you really feel passionate about um, being able to share music for, you know, the, the generation, you know, coming up so that they don't miss out on some of these treasures that you had in your youth and your childhood and how important radio was to you, partly because you were you know, from this awesome family that had the technology and the kids probably all hovered around in your car listening to, you know, Friday night radio. But talk to me about how radio was important in your in your um, early days. Well, radio, you know, again, uh, I'm 39. And so uh, I graduated high school in uh, 2000. So that's pretty cool. Nice round number. Yes. Um, <laughs> whatever that's worth. <laughs> At the time, it seemed cool. But um, in the 90s, we thought it sucked. You know, we thought the music sucked. Although we ate it up with a spoon. We're like, oh, this is, you know, the music was so much better in the 80s and the 70s. Yet we still, you know, now all I listen to is 90s stuff, it seems like. It's just my favorite stuff. It's what I grew up with. But, but yeah, with the radio, we didn't have internet. Um, I, I had a pager, right? I didn't have a cell phone. <laughs> you'd have a pager, so you'd have to go to a, you'd have to find a phone, like a phone off the side of the road, yep. and put a quarter in there, whatever. And or a it was, dime. Back so, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you'd ask for change, you're like, no, I'm not homeless, I just need, I'm trying to make, I swear to God, I'm trying to make a phone call, <laughs> you know. So, yeah, the radio was like, you literally would sit around the radio. I just grew up that way, uh, even sports, uh, baseball, I'm a big baseball guy. And it wasn't on TV, uh, unless it was the Braves or the Yankees or some big high maka maka team mm-hmm. or something. But like for the Royals, we're not on TV. So you listen, you you gather around the radio, or you have a radio on in each room, so you can still clean the house or do your chores. Right. But you have the radio on and listen to the game. It's cool. See, so yeah, radio is a big deal, and yeah, uh, uh, Friday nights in Kansas City in high school. Yeah, ninety point one FM KKFI in Kansas City is where I started hanging out at the radio station because they had a Grateful Dead hour on Friday nights, and it was a uh, David Gantz. It was a syndicated show. It was one hour, but then they had the second set of the Grateful Dead hour, and that's when Sunshine Dell and Mike Murphy. Mike Murphy was station manager there for twenty years, not at the time. Anyway, but yeah, they let me sit in there. You know, 15, 16-year-old kid. And, uh, yeah, Friday nights, the whole Friday set, the whole Friday uh, uh, set of DJs was was awesome. And you listen from, I think, 10 o'clock is when I'd start listening. And I'd hear listen to the whole day. So Friday nights, I'd have people, if they were at my at my place or wherever we were, I would insist that when the radio was on, that we were all quiet. And we have to listen to the radio. So I'd turn it up so loud that you couldn't even have a conversation over it. And we just enjoy the Grateful Dead. And it was always live set. I don't know. Did any of that inspire how you put together your current show? and Or were you thinking back then, oh, I want to do this someday. I would love to be a, you know, on the radio myself. Was that anything that was a seed early on? Not really the radio. Um, I mean, not the, not the, not really the radio station as much, but the, um, I always thought of being an announcer, like mm. a sports, you know, I mean, it would be a dream to be a sports broadcaster um, without being an actual player, 
you know, there's not, I guess there are some non-athletic people that are sports broadcasters, but <laughs> I, there's a, there, there's not too many usually have to have had played the sport. But yeah, that was my dream to be in sports somehow, mm-hmm. uh, either broadcasting or announcing or um, even being a statistician, uh, again, specifically sports statistician. I'm big into uh, numbers. And uh, another thing I have in my storage shed is all of my baseball cards. I have a lot of baseball wow. cards. They're probably worth nothing. Oh, you don't know? Um, those, those are stories all yeah. the time that pop up in the news of somebody that bought the $15 bowl. And, oh, it's from the 15th century. It's right. worth $5 million. It could happen. <laughs> yeah. But just organizing them and looking at the back and comparing numbers. Um, and that's a big, again, influence. My dad as well. He's a big, he's kind of a dork with uh, <laughs> numbers and sports. And that's a big thing we have in common. So, Well, this is, um, yeah. as we're going through this, you know, the whole concept of this podcast is to really meet the DJs behind these, you know, great shows and, understand how you do what you do but also the why you do what you do and and you know just something that we've put together as a team of volunteers for the station of um done a couple times now is to bring the djs together because we haven't been able to get together the past year um have some virtual get togethers on zoom and we've called them sunday sessions and you were the host of our last one um and brought your own flavor to it. And I loved what you did. You actually turned the whole hour into, you know, inspired by James Lipton and his um, Inside the Actor's Studio. And we just went, you took it DJ by DJ and asked a series of questions. And, you know, it's, it's actually pretty powerful because we're so busy in our lives and we're doing what we're doing and all this stuff. And we, I know you're a big believer in like, let's just get to know each other. You know, we're we're in this team. We all love music, but to actually take a few moments to get to know each other. And some of it can be silly and just interesting facts that we wouldn't otherwise have the opportunity to learn. So I've brought that into my Mana'o podcast interviews. This is the first time because it was inspired by you. I would like to kick off a (laughs) a portion of this interview and I don't know, we'll call okay. it the Maimonato top 10. Something has to be created. But I'd love to go through a similar style of questions and just have you rattle off answers. Don't think about it too much. It's not a long story. You know how it goes. It's just a, a quick top of the mind answer that, that comes out. You ready? Okay, let's do it. Okay, so <laughs> first question. Um, what one word best describes your character? I guess just... Uh... Shush. <laughs> yeah, how much time is how much time we is can left? come back so um, to be too much content no, no 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 that's good i i was gonna say i i try to think uh likable that's my that's okay. my goal what is your idea of happiness i mean one one word baseball <laughs> nice okay <laughs> honest to god what is your idea of misery baseball well i already said that <laughs> can i can it be the same answer no, no rules no um rules. let's see uh, football, let's see, no, um, let's see, misery, um, boredom. Yeah, okay. What is your favorite album of all time? Uh, I know that's challenging for some Maybe, like maybe, years. maybe, uh, yeah, but I, I, maybe uh, Fish, Billy Breeze. Hmm. That one really, really kicked, that, whew, 
change, change. Okay, I'm going to break the rule and actually ask why. Tell me a little bit more about that. Why? What is it about that that collection of songs by Fish? I had, I had never heard uh, anything like that before, and uh, and uh, and I was an adolescent. You know, I was 14 or something, or 15, or and it was it was given to me as well. It was a burnt mm-hmm. CD. Fish, Billy Breeze. I'm like, what the heck is this? And I, I had no idea what Fish was. What you know, they'd been around, but you know, in ninety, whatever, four or five, whatever year that was, it was a complete album, and it blew me mm-hmm. away. And I couldn't turn it off. I didn't listen to one track. And I don't think there's even a specific track off that album. It's a complete album, which I miss having complete album. Or you know, sitting down to used to buy a CD or get a CD and you'd listen to the whole yep, thing. Now, yep. I don't know, you kind of dissect stuff. So, yep. so yeah, it was just a good time in my life. I think because the adolescence and stuff. And, you know, I may have also possibly started smoking pot at the time. <laughs> and that could have made it even cooler. I don't know. Tied to, it probably didn't hurt. Tied to, to certain memories so, of life and, and growing yeah, up. Yeah, okay. adolescence. Okay. Yeah. All right, awesome. So next one, what song always gives you chicken skin? Hmm. And that's a that's Let's a Hawaii see. term. Uh, and you know, if if we're listening outside of the state, maybe yeah. going, what? That's like goosebumps, chill bumps. Yeah, goose pimply. <laughs> yeah. I mean Led Zeppelin has a lot. Just the intro. Let's so see. for you that's like the melody yeah, of it? Of the melody of it or or, or certain lyrics? Well, there'd be like an in, like a like John Bonham would start off with some crazy like like good times, bad times, like like the in, you know classic rock intros. Mm. Um, so maybe I don't know, uh, Zeppelin, um, Goosebumps. You know what? Musicals, and I should have mentioned my sister earlier. As far as my musical influence, yeah. she has as much to do as anybody but she was a she was always in all the musicals in high school and um so i practiced lines with you know i'd be the male lead you know and we'd practice together and so musicals and disney films you know all that stuff was a big part of our background so uh there's a lot of musicals again that that's the music but it's also the visual Mm -hmm. that really so like um oh man of la mancha cool that gives me goosebumps. Okay. Sure. To dream the impossible. Well, there dream. you go. That's, That's very aspirational. One. That'll get you. <laughs> that gets me. For so sure. what profession would you like to attempt? I think I'm going to be a farmer or something. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. I have to ask the why. So, I'm a why question answer. What What is it about farming? I think it's, um, it's, it's fun to have a job where you see the like a tangible mm-hmm. product that you create and then and you're feeding people. I mean, how rewarding could that possibly yeah. be? Um, that, I mean, that's survival at it's, you know, just, it's just basic survival. So yeah, farming, I don't know. And I, and plants are fun, you know, watching things grow, starting with nothing and creating something beautiful. And I also need to get out in the sun more because all of my work has been in front of a computer. So the next logical step would be to go out and 
you know, staying in a field. Get some vitamin D into your system. (laughs) Yeah. On my own property. So uh, next up, what sound or noise? And this is from um, James Lipton's list. Exactly. What sound or noise do you love? Well, the sound of happiness is my favorite. I play that on the show. It's a, it's a horn. Uh, it goes pop, 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 pop. just the sound of happiness. Um, but yeah, no, the, my favorite sound, um, uh, when people laugh and they snort, <laughs> uh, it's so dorky, especially if it's like a cute girl with glasses <laughs> uh, that kills me. I'm just like, Oh, stop it already. <laughs> uh, what do you practice that in a mirror? That's anyway. great. Okay. Um, Real life or fiction, who is your favorite hero or or heroine? Homer Simpson. All right. My follow-up, why? I grew up with the Simpsons. Um, Second grade, uh, my mother would let me be whatever I want for Halloween. Fortunately, I never... Back then, there weren't horrible horror films, so I never wanted to be a weird zombie or something crazy, but there was never blood involved, but, but yeah, the Simpsons are really big and she, uh, she always used to sew all of our Halloween costumes out of felt. And so they only lasted for that <laughs> night. You know, you didn't keep them. She actually bought me a, it wasn't Homer, but it was Bart Simpson. She bought me a rubber mask and it, it couldn't have been cheap. And we were poor. I mean, it was a big deal. My, by the way, my brother and sister, they didn't get any rubber masks. I got a rubber mask, so that was cool. So I guess mom likes me best. Just we figured it out, yeah. Uh, but yeah, Simpsons are just a big, you know, again, with TV, you know, without internet, TV was a big uh, big part of our household. And uh, yeah, That's Simpsons, great. I don't That's know. great. Yeah, Homer's the best. Um, any time in history, doesn't have to be somebody alive today, if you had to... If you could meet anyone and sit down and talk story, have a cup of coffee or another beverage of your choice, who would you like to sit down and, and have a conversation with? Um, I mean, I wouldn't turn down a cup of coffee and a smoke with Jerry Garcia. All right. So that would, that sounds Is there a question you would ask him? It would be, uh, four hour just yeah we'd probably play a game <laughs> if he's into games i don't know something to like play some chess in between um you know and, and it's funny willie nelson's another one um and it's funny i haven't i mean it's not funny i haven't met willie but i yeah i'd love to play some games with him. and i notice you play and, uh, like every show him. there's a willie nelson song it seems like it's playing yeah. homage well i mean he's and he's a hero, and even being from Kansas, uh, every road trip I always had. I had a Willie Nelson Greatest Hits album, and every road trip I always had that was one of the CDs. <laughs> and on the road again is just kind of how you start out every road trip, like as is tradition. It's good luck. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> and everyone knows the words, you know. Yeah, perfect. That's, a, that's great. So it's like Sweet Caroline at right. the baseball game. It's like, well, eh, this is what you do. It just it's, is. It's not the Macarena. Is. Yeah, it is. It's what you do. So question number so. 10, your life, your mm-hmm. life summed up in one hashtag. What would it be? 
all I can think of is Charlie Sheen winning. But um, let's see. Uh, I don't know. Really, just. Or how about your favorite? My goal in life is yeah. just to be happy. So, I mean, it truly is just, you know, I, I'm not happiness, but. Uh, uh, that makes that makes perfect sense, though. Well, you, with with you saying yeah. you, your goal is to be happy, that's so not a surprise. You you just radiate yeah. this positive energy, and you, the all that you do to put the fat cave together week after week, filled with funny moments that just I tune in because I want to laugh. I want to have really feel good music that I haven't heard in a mm -hmm. while. And maybe there's some stuff I haven't never heard, but it's just, I know it's going to be sprinkled with these little moments that, that Tony found for us, you know, and you put them in together in between yeah. the songs. So, you know, it's That's my job. It's appreciated. <laughs> it's totally, it's so appreciated. What question? Well, that. That's why you guys pay That's me the right. big I'm bucks, gonna, you know. um, ask for your salary to be tripled. I don't want to no. get fired. Yeah, I don't want to get fired. I, I'm like, well, I better show no. up. Better you, do need a good a, job. you need to be, so. your salary should be doubled or tripled. <laughs> <laughs> um, what question have I not asked you that you would like to answer in, in this Ma My Manao podcast? Shucks, I don't know. I will say uh, I'm very proud to be part of Manao. You know, even when you ask me why I do it, it seems like the right thing to do. And it's in my community. I own a business just down the street from Manao. I live in Wailuku town. It seems like it's my duty. You know, I, I don't have children or a wife. Uh, um, I have time, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, so this is my attempt to give a little extra, I guess. And, um, and in the meantime, it's super fun. Uh, I like the people that I work with, even though we don't see each other, but like you're trying to, uh, try to bring us to, not trying to, you're bringing us together in, uh, during this time of COVID so that we can communicate, uh, on zoom and stuff. But, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm proud of Manao. I'm proud of the history where it came from and how it's evolved in the time I've been there. And I don't know. I mean, uh, being the Dr. Demento on Maui is kind of cool. <laughs> For sure. Um, or the, the, the closest thing to it, you know. Well, but, it's um, our treasure. You, you are our treasure and what we look forward to every Aloha Friday. You just bring so much happiness to us. If your goal is to be happy and spread happiness, it is working. We are so grateful Good. for you, Fat Tony, for all that you do at Manao Radio. And, and thank you for sharing your Manao with us. Um, this is a real great opportunity to talk story, meet you, and meet the other DJs. So we just really want to thank you for all that you do. Awesome. Thank you, Joy. This has been a pleasure. All right. Signing <laughs> off. Have a good rest of your Sunday and have a great awesome. week. Right on. Thank you so much. Aloha. Aloha. I'll be Take there. it easy. This has been My Mana'o, a podcast brought to you by Mana'o Radio, 91.7 FM, KMNO, based on the beautiful island of Maui, Hawaii. In Hawaiian, sharing your Mana'o means to exchange thoughts, ideas, feelings, and expertise. Tune in next time as our DJs, volunteers, and other special guests share their mana'o about all things music. If you have questions or suggestions, please message us on social media at Mana'o Radio. Mahalo!